not by birth, family but not by DNA. Dave and Adam are two of a kind, and they want to borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi-chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. who aren't related unrelated at first but they're brothers in a brotherly way now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the south the brothers from different mothers but they're both really proud to be unrelated at first and welcome back into another great and wonderful and exciting Unrelated at birth, as always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, Dave Adams, coming to you all the way from the top of the state of Alabama. That's right, in Madison, Alabama, in the Unrelated at Birth podcast studios, where we're back for another great week. And as always, I have brought my friend along from the House of Mouse, from St. Cloud, the one, the only, the phenomenal brother. Adam Joseph Russell. Bonjour, monsieur. Comment allez-vous? Uh, por favor. <laughs> por favor, mantengan's the alejado de los puertos. <laughs> How are you, sir? I am well. How are you doing, sir? It's, it's been a Fantastic. while. Fantastic. It has. This, it has. This this every other week thing. I I, I I I can't get used to it. Not at all. You sure? I mean, now now probably in the next week or two, you'll have another. Another uh, a podcast to listen to with me on the off weeks. Uh, with uh, Ryan here. He says, who is Adam? I just see Dave always talking to me on Facebook. <laughs> and that's why, that's why I don't know about the magnet thing. Yes. See, Adam. Okay. So you will <laughs> learn about the unrelated at birth dichotomy. I am the social media master. Adam is dragged kicking and screaming into the social media world when I tag him and, and make him say something on Facebook. Pretty much. It used to not be that way. That's a fairly recent thing. It's fairly and, and recent. I, I used to have to ask you questions like, Dave, how do I do a story on the Instagram? You know, now I can at least do that. I just don't. And you don't understand it either. Well, I don't understand why you'd want to put something up there that just goes away. I thought the whole point of... Social media was for as many people to see it as possible, but you know, whatever. But that whatever. means they've seen it at that moment. It, it's there for 24 hours, and you can actually see how many people viewed it. And so you can see what your rate of clickage is. Why do I care how many people viewed it? Well, for a show like us, we want to get views. Oh, so when did, when's the last Instagram story you did for us? Yeah, I need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> About that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll keep talking in the background. I'm changing this color. This is horrible. Okay. I look like a, yeah. a character from Inside Out. Anyway. I mean, now your sadness. I was going to say if it was red, it would fit with you mostly. <laughs> but um, Lewis uh, Black is a funny guy, I have to say. He is a funny guy, but, you know, what color are you going with? The, just the warm color. Just a warm, nice warm, oh. a warm filter. It's nice and warm in there now. Warm filter. <laughs> warm? Warm. 
<laughs> All right, so while you're changing those filters, let's go ahead and, and, and give them a little taste of what we're talking about tonight. Um, oh, hey, by the way, Ryan had a good point. So Dave is the face of Unrelated Birth, and Adam is the business arm. Actually, you've nailed that pretty doggone close that, to center. That is, that, that is about as on point as you could be, Ryan. I think the only edit I would make to that is you're, you are in the guest category. You bring on guests. So from a guest perspective, business, you know, that type of thing. You're the PR arm. I'm more the technical, like. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, I, I am the customer-facing side. Adam's the IT side. See, for better, and, for worse on both. But yeah. and, and, Well, and that's what it fits into our, our personalities anyway. Your IT, your work. I'm the customer-facing guy at my work. And, and so it just kind of melds perfectly on this podcast. There you go. I love it. So, all right. So besides talking about us, what are we talking about tonight, Adam? We are talking about, um, we've hit it a couple of times on the show that with the pandemic and talking about how things have been, tracking how they were going. And now that we've kind of entered a new phase, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of um, news coming out. We want to just give a little bit of time and speak to that. Just take a week to Yeah, and I I think with the news coming out last week with the CDC saying, uh, I think this is the best time to do it. Um, I will say this, and, and I got chastised by a personal friend on Facebook earlier today. We know the pandemic is not over for the rest of the world. While it seems like it is here in the United States, we understand that India, Canada, other places are truly <clears throat> still hurting. So I, I have to bring this comment to, to point here. Sure. Ben makes a great point. So David Adam equal Walt and Roy. I Honestly? One's the dreamer and one's the doer. Yeah, you could probably say that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just giving uh, you a hard time. I mean, I am the dreamer. <laughs> I, 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 no, you're not just giving me a hard time. It is 100% factual. I mean, <laughs> yeah. how many times have I said, oh, let's see if we can get, get, get Frank Caliendo. Let's see if we can get Lance Bass. Let's Swing see for if the we fences. Get, yeah, I mean, I am that guy. So, <laughs> um, so Brad also says it's still pretty rough up here in the north. Kids are currently out of school and apparently arresting pastors is becoming a regular occurrence thing in good old Alberta. Arresting pastors. Wow. I, I would like to hear more about that arresting pastors thing. Um, I think that's going to be a topic that Adam and I talk about later. I'm not too happy about talking about it. I am. But we will talk about it. All right. So <clears throat> let's just dive right in. Um, so the CDC came out and said, in fact, actually, I have an article pulled up and I can read you. What was said? Please do. You ready? You ready for this? This is uh, so ready. So a a good friend of mine owns a pharmacy and he shared this on his pharmacy page. It's from RX Wiki. I know Wiki gives you pause every time you hear it, but this is quoting directly from the CDC. Um, That so fully vaccinated against COVID-19, your life may soon be mostly back to normal. Uh, mask and social distancing. In general, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask or socially distance in public. This is true even if some of the people around you are not vaccinated. But you still must wear a mask on public transportation like buses and planes and inside transport hubs like train stations and airports. Additionally, if you are around someone with COVID-19, you no longer have to self-isolate or get tested 
for COVID-19 until, unless you have symptoms. So let's, before we go into travel and, and observing local rule and all that, let's just unpack the masking and social distancing thing. Sure. Um, when they came out with that on Thursday, it was almost like a, a little blurb. It, it wasn't a big press conference. And, and you and I talked about it a lot. It's almost like they put that out there just to see what would happen. Yeah. And, and people started reading in between the lines. And, and then we get more into it down the road. We yeah, find out the, all these details. Once the CDC caught up and actually put something out on their page, it actually was pretty. I mean, if you read through and looked at the data and went down into their bullet points, it was actually pretty clear why they made the decision they did. Um, I, I do think it's funny, though, that they announced that. And all of the people who said that masks shouldn't be worn, masks don't work. All were like, well, you're just doing that to incentivize people to get the. It's like the moment they were waiting for finally arrives and instantly it's turned into a political topic, you know, on so, both sides. And, and I, it was interesting. To, sorry, let me say this real quick. It was interesting yeah. to watch even on like MSNBC, who traditionally will lean more to the left. They were even saying it was too soon. And then all the Republicans saying, well, it's just a way to get people. So nobody, I expected like everybody to kind of say, well, see, masks don't work. Now the CDC said, now we don't have to wear them. And for the left to be like, finally, we're at the point we've been working so hard to do. But that really wasn't the reaction from so either what side. I, yeah. So what I've been seeing is the left is saying, well, I don't want to take my mask off and make people think I'm an anti-vax, anti-mask, anti-blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and, and now the right is saying, well, I don't want to... I don't want to be a sheep and I don't want people to think I'm a lefty, you know, so it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, I will say, and, and I don't view it this way. So don't, don't take this the wrong way. When Biden came out and, and did his little two second vaxxed or masked, the choice is yours. That is almost like it is incentivizing. It, it's, yeah. it's almost like giving the right there. Oh, well, he's doing it you sure. know do you do you want to wear a mask your entire life or do you want to be vaccinated uh, and so it if i was the president which i'm not and we all know god we hope not yeah. if i'm the president i would have changed my delivery i would have said hey your reward or your 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 hard work means you don't have to wear a mask anymore yeah your sacrifice. Your sacrifice. Yeah. Right. Instead of saying you got two choices, vaxxed or masked, you know, because yeah. that that makes it seem too trivial to me. Oh, sure. Well, and it's it's a direct it's you, you can make the choice. You're either going to wear a mask or you're going to go get vaccinated. And for a lot of the people that truly and they are out there truly believe that this is not safe and that it shouldn't be done to them, that feels just like you're saying we're going to start forcing you, you know, we're going to start you right. on that path. And that's really the problem is, and it's really been the problem the whole time. The, the two main things, and we'll get into the second one in a bit, but one of the main things that has been the problem is communication. The yeah. CDC had a great thing to share where if you dig into their website and you read the whole thing, it looks like it's based off of good data. It looks like it's based off of relevant, real, recent data. And you can't ask for any more than that. But instead it's, it's, a soundbite that comes out that's grasped by the president and then everybody has a chance to do their little reaction and then all of the context is there. Nobody cares about the context already, right? 
But they at once the once the news cycle and the president and everybody else is getting a hold of it, the context just goes out the window anyway. Yeah, you know, and it's just I would have gotten up there, and this is. Go ahead, go ahead and read the comment. Brad, I just got a visual of Dave in the Hall of Presidents, and it's very disturbing. I'm picturing an animatronic kicking it off, and, and welcome, everyone, to the Hall of Presidents. As always, you've got the one, the only, the president, the golden voice of the South. Oh, my gosh. And then you start, hail to the chief. Just start singing. I love it. Yeah. But but no, I would have. Hold on, hold on. Hey, I can't remember what movie this is, but remember it was Walter Matthau playing a president. This is the late nineties, one of those campy movies. And mm-hmm. he's sitting there peeing and one of the Secret Service starts humming and he goes, Do you know I sing the words just because I want to? It's hell to the chief. He's the chief and he needs hailing. Hell <laughs> to the chief. Y'all better start hailing like crazy. I can't remember <laughs> that movie, but every time I hear that, it's just hilarious nice. to me. That's funny. Uh, okay, once again, we don't know who this is, except he, Biden, has stated that fully vaccinated people don't have to wear masks, but then says you're unpatriotic if you, if you don't continue to wear your mask for others. It's too confusing and political. Well, and, and that's really the thing is uh, everybody, when Trump stopped those press conferences, those press conferences that he had were a great opportunity to get accurate information and relevant information in front of everybody, but often it turned into a what is he going to say today kind of thing, you know. And I think that that was one thing that I honestly hoped, and and I'm not trying to be political, I'm purely stating an opinion that's based off of what I observe. I truly hope that Biden would change that and have actual press conferences with detail, transparency, and it's been the exact opposite. He's like nowhere. And I think this was an opportunity with the mask thing for him to come out and have someone from the CDC say, tell Americans why you're saying this. What is going on? Because once someone reads the headline or hears the soundbite on the news and then has the context put there for them by the commentator, you've lost your opportunity at that point to set the story. And I think that he had the chance to come out there with somebody. And I would have said the same thing about Trump and put it out there. But instead, this folksy old man in his sunglasses like JFK comes out and pow, 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 got a quick soundbite. Bye, everybody. So I'm going to bleed over a little bit into the other topic. I think the second problem we've had, one is communication, two is data. Like you go to some of these websites that, like you sent me, what was it, Bama Tracker? Yeah, Bama Tracker. Is one of the only places you can go to get clear data on what's going on in Alabama. A dude and was doing that. Go ahead. And he's stopping it at the end of the month. Yeah, but he's doing it out of the goodness of his own heart. Nobody's paying. He's not funded. There's not a grant to do it. He's not right. part of some think tank that does this. It's just a dude. It's like some of these weather guys, you know, that track storms. And there should be one central clearinghouse for data, because like my dad put in in the comments earlier, Texas did report zero deaths on May 16th. First time that's happened in a year. That's actually, did he say deaths or did he say yeah, deaths? Okay. Zero deaths. Yeah. And, and that's actually a good thing. That's huge. But, but it's just you can't. I go to two websites to get all the data because they seem to have been the most reliable and they don't put any spin. It's just a graph with some source data that you can get to. And I don't think there has been a place where people can say, are we really doing better? Because to you, you had Bama Tracker, and you could see that Alabama, the entire state, was at 106 one day, not that long yeah. ago. That's incredibly yeah. low. We broke we broke the 2,000 floor for the first time in a year the other day in Florida. There have been a couple of blip days, but you can always tell after the fact that it's underreported data because the next day is really high. Right. So this is the first day that seemed like legit under two grand in a year. And so there are those trends. There should be 
I mean, I think that's the one thing for everything else he did wrong. I think that's the one thing Cuomo did right, is he put the numbers out there for people to see. You didn't have to go dig. You didn't have to go find. And it was out there. And when you have these chances to say, why are you doing this with masks? Why this big news? Well, if you look across the entire country today, the entire United States of America had 27,000 cases reported. The entire country. I mean, there was a time where Florida alone was 27,000 cases in a given day, you know? And you need to share that context and not just be a soundbite and don't be afraid of questions. But we, we need that leadership. And I thought we were going to get a little bit of that and we just don't have it. So, well, and that's, see, that's the other issue we're getting is unfortunately we're, we're getting, hold on, hold on. I, let me read your mom just said something here at the end of the article day, Brad, the CDC says, if you're fully vaccinated and you come in contact with an infected person, you don't need a test unless you have symptoms. Yes. Meaning if you're fully vaccinated, you can still get COVID. Mm, you can you can get a yeah. breakthrough case, yeah. But it's it's very rare. Yeah. Well, I think most of the breakthrough cases you're probably going to see are asymptomatic. That's what the numbers are showing. Um, but your chances of being hospitalized if you get it go from like 30% in an age bracket to like 3%, you know. So right. that's really what the vaccine's all about. You're going to have breakthrough cases. That's absolutely right. Um, but it's just th- this was a great opportunity to try to unite and be clear and bring the country together and instead it just was another opportunity for everybody to be divided it was a shame yeah and, and so the other so what i was about to say is you know you're talking about the data reporting and everything like that we're getting numbers we see cases but unfortunately yeah. you just see cases of of covid you don't see this many people have gotten better from it you have to go and do the the data yourself you have to go to this is the data this is how many have it or how many have had it? These are the deaths. So do yeah. the subtraction. And that shouldn't be what, what we get at. Yeah. And, and I would share it, but we're on audio now. But there's a worldometers.info is the website I usually go to for the state counts, like the overall like state and country counts. And they actually do show on there. Right now, there were, have been 33.7 million reported cases in the U.S. 27.8 million have had an outcome. 600,000 of those were deaths, about 2%. Yeah. So that you can actually see how the graph changed too, because it shows a recovery versus death graph. And there was a while where deaths were higher than recoveries. And then we found out how to deal with it and it starts to spread and it diverges. And that's good things to see. That should be something that's on a dashboard. The government in all of their infinite wisdom, and I say that tongue in cheek, there should have been a central dashboard that American citizens can go to to understand exactly what is going on. And it should have been mandated to each state how they should report, like not mandated, but directed like this is the best way to present your data. Instead, every state's got different. I mean, are they on ArcGIS? Are they on Bama Tracker? Are they on Word Where are they reporting it? You've got DeSantis telling certain people if they look at the data a certain way, they're going to take their access. So it's just madness. It's absolute yeah. madness. And it didn't have to be that way. It's pretty straightforward. And I'm not saying that the government was going to be able to do everything right in that case. I would just like to have seen a better presentation of the data overall. We were saying that all the way through it. And you being a data guy, I'm, you know, I remember half, you know, August, September of last year, you were pulling your hair out because yeah. we were daily looking at numbers and sending messages back and forth. And you're sending me all these, the RT and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and everything. And we, we had to go to thousands of websites to find our data that we're even looking at. Sure. Um, the problem it comes to, and, you know, you talk about 
should, that states should be mandated and everything like that. Then you're gonna get into what the problems we have now is government overreach. Oh sure, you, yeah. You can't. Well, and I'm, and I'm talking more about reporting though. I'm not talking about anything legally. I'm not talking about anything from a law or enforcement standpoint. But it should have been, if you cooperate, we will present your data in a way that is helpful for your citizens. You know, there got to be experts out there. This Bama tracker dude made one of the best dashboards out there. You know, the yeah. founders of Instagram, they had RT.Live that was out there for a while. The founder of Instagram and a buddy got together, hired a couple of developers, and they made one that I used for a while because it just simply put the data out there. And that shouldn't be left. I mean, I know I'm getting into a capitalistic argument here, but I don't think that should have been left to the private citizen to do that. The government should have had a better way to present that unilaterally so that every state saw the same data. And you don't, you don't have a, people getting an Emmy because they presented a PowerPoint presentation in that point. Everybody has good information. Everybody right. wins, you know. And this is where I'm afraid that we're going to run into some issues here. And and we might run into some disagreements, I believe. Okay. This is where this whole thing becoming politicized ruined the country for the last year and a half. The CDC has lost its its integrity because... It got a little over-politicized. Fauci has gotten politicized. I trust him. Don't, don't get me wrong. I trust what he says, but him coming out and making comments about Trump became over-politicized. Yeah. Dr. Fauci should have been on air to just talk about COVID. But then he got talked about, well, how is Trump treating you? And, and and it became a whole thing, and so he became politicized. So I think that is the problem. Instead of really worrying about the people, yeah. This vac or this vaccine, this this virus, everything got turned into a political weapon. Yeah. Well, when it, and it, go ahead. Sorry. Finish yeah. When point. when in nineteen nineteen or nineteen, you know, the the nineteen nineteen pandemic, it was a year and a half. People truly decided to go at it and fix it, doesn't matter what stance you were, and you move on. Yeah. This is social media, unfortunately. Well, it's, it's not just social media. It's a transformation, I think, even beyond what we were already seeing happen in the media media. I think it's a full, I mean, if you open up CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, pick your website, maybe not the journal, I don't know if the if the journal gets this way or not, but New York Times, most of the stories you're going to read are somebody tweeted something and other people are throwing them under the bus. And it's like you're not reporting on anything other than somebody said something. Somebody right. had an opinion and here's how people reacted to that opinion. That's I name that that's in our news cycle right now. But what yeah. happens is you see stories out there. Like my mom said, there will be breakthrough cases. Yes, absolutely will be. So when you're sitting there and the vaccine ramp up is happening and you're getting four or five million people a day in the United States at the time because it's at the peak before it started to level off. And a news story comes out through any outlet that says 5,000 people in the state of Washington have breakthrough cases of COVID when they were fully vaccinated. Or I've seen ESPN report that some football coach got it even though he was fully vaccinated. Well, yeah, 5,000 people in the state of Washington out of literally like two or three million people. Right. Those are pretty good odds. I'll take those odds. But it just yeah. adds to vaccine hesitancy. Vaccine hesitancy is a problem with a lot yeah. of people. And a lot of that hesitancy is based off of disinformation. I'm not saying that people who are hesitant 
don't have good reasons. There are a lot of folks that feel like it's not time yet because it hasn't been tested enough. And I totally understand that. But if you saw some YouTube video of a guy talking about gene therapy and magnets on your arm, and that's the reason you're not getting it, those articles only serve to make that echo chamber louder. Exactly. And you're and, never going to step out of it. So you're talking about, you know, the, the, the websites and everything. Carrie makes a great point. And, and Carrie and I disagree on a lot of things politically. It's, it's a fun Friday night conversation every time when Carrie, Dave, and Eric all together. And you know how opinionated that gets. Sure. Um, but Carrie says, I'm not saying this to cause issues, but given the administration's head disbelief and all of it, do you not think that's why we didn't have a central database? And furthermore, shame on the current regime for not instituting it. Yeah. And that's my point and is on both sides. We absolutely had a lack of leadership to put the right information in front of the right people spun in a way that helps the American people. But everybody continues to only want to spin this in a way that benefits them politically and increase yep. their power. That's all that the, the whole thing is about right now. And, and it drives me nuts. It really yep. does. Both sides. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's what we're saying. Uh, real quick, we're going to get in here. I think I think this one's Jeffrey. I think that was his emoji. Uh, he says, I don't trust Fauci as much anymore. He flip-flopped too much when the press on the issue. Even now, he said today, fully vaxxed people have an extremely low risk of catching COVID indoors, which is exactly opposite from last week when the outdoor mandate was lifted. And he said that we still need to wear it indoors since science changes daily. But the, sure, science changes daily, but this is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I think that's the problem. Dr. Fauci has never had a, I, I equate Dr. Fauci to Adam when we first started him on a podcast. It took you, what, a year to get comfortable even listening to oh, your sure. own voice? I still don't and, really like it. but Right. And Dr. <laughs> Fauci is a doctor. Yeah. He, when you put a camera in his face, he is not comfortable. Well, but at the same time, though, I do, I, I do agree that Fauci needs to be a little bit more consistent, maybe a lot more consistent. I won't disagree with that. But at the same time, people are asking him gotcha questions in a lot of those interviews. And when he says last week, they ask him, so do you think that we should still wear masks indoors? And he's like, I think that there's probably a benefit to doing that. And there probably is at the end of the day, you'll probably reduce by 1%. In his mind, he lives in this big gray space. You know, anything could benefit, right? And then the very next week they'll ask him, well, should they wear, is there a risk of wearing indoors? Well, no, not really. But you just said, oh, boom, and boom, boom. There's the two quotes side by side. Right. And I'm not saying that, that it's, he should oh, do that. No. He, there should be more, con again, context is king with those statements. And he should said, well, I told somebody the other week this. However, the risk is low, but wearing a mask would still help even save one person's life. That's the point these people are really trying to make. But it's more about... Haha, ha, Ted Cruz is king of this. Sorry to all Republicans, but Ted Cruz is the king of this. But you said last week, ha ha, gotcha. Bow. AOC yeah. is the queen of this. Ha ha, gotcha. You know, there's certain people politically that that's the game they play. And it's not about getting the information on what is or isn't low risk to people. It's highlighting the flip flop, which discredits the information that you get. It's the game the media is playing right now. Yeah. But he should be uh, more consistent. But yeah, agreed. Yeah. And Brad said, uh, should have happened. What should have happened was canceling incoming international flights early on, treat North America as an island, and less cases would have happened before vaccines were really available. They did. And people I don't were think called, they truly did, though. But they were called xenophiles for doing it. But, no, that is true. Yes, yes. But it's like Australia. Australia's borders still closed. They have had full Australian rules football stadiums for months, and their cases are still low because it's all internal. 
Yeah. They're not allowing anybody else in and they're keeping the variants low. That's the only reason Florida is still as high as it is right now is because everybody came down for Christmas to see their grandmother and everybody came down for spring break and brought the variants with them. And the variants have to have time to go out. It's like a fire with an ember. It's got to burn out. And the main strain's pretty much burning out. But these variants are the only thing keeping it alive. And if we stop travel a little bit longer, we'd probably be okay. But then you run into, should we do that in America? Yeah, you're not going to stop my travel. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't I know mean, that I we should. It's a calculated risk. You're willing to take that risk. Yeah. And, okay, I, I am in full agreement with this. As far as shots and wear masks, let me do me and you do you. We'll see who wins at the end. You know, at the, at the end of the day, if I'm not hurting you by wearing a mask, cool. If I'm not hurting you by taking a shot, cool. If you tell me that you don't want to take the shot and you, you lay out reasons, look, there's ethical reasons, and I get it. I get it because sure. I struggled with it. There are ethical reasons, and I get it. If you lay out those ethical reasons and you tell me, hey, I'm not going to do it because A, B, and C, hey, that's you. You do you. But... If you tell me you're not going to get it because they're putting a chip in your arm and you can put a magnet on your arm, and I might have some issues. If that's the main reason, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's that if, if, if something that could potentially be significant disinformation is the main reason, I'm going to have a, a, a disagreement with you and we can talk through it and you don't have to still get it. We don't have to agree, but I'm not going to be as okay as it, especially if I care about you as a person, right? And that, that's right. the thing for me is like, I chose to get the vaccine because when I get a cold, it doesn't matter if it's a cold, the flu did the same thing. My mom's the same way. It goes right into my chest and I cough up phlegm for, I mean, you heard me last January on the show, go back and listen to how I was. I still think I did have it back then, but that's what happens to me when I get, you know, a cold, it turns into some form of a mild bronchitis. And that's what this virus does. It goes straight down there and lives there and breeds there. And so for me, the risk isn't high enough because even a cold makes me feel that way, you know? But to assume, the problem with what everybody's doing is that you assume if somebody gets it, that they're a sheep. They're being misled by the government. They're taking gene therapy and they're a bunch of idiots who don't know any better. And then those of us who have it will say about the other people, well, you're just misinformed. And you don't have a leg to stand on because you're not willing to make a sacrifice for other people. And it's caring about what the other person does so much that takes all the humanity out of it. We talked that not that long ago, you know, yeah. I'd rather keep every relationship I have and let everybody make the decision they're going to make. And let's just all leave it be, you know. Yep. I so. totally agree. Uh, we got to read this one. Carrie is coming at it hard tonight. He's got some good, good. Uh, Fauci was dealt with a terrible hand or Fauci was dealt a terrible hand for someone who had never dealt with the media and then fumbled hard. Trump essentially chastising him on everything only added to it. Agreed. Totally agree. He shouldn't have been the face for the CDC after about May of last year. Hindsight, of course, is clear, but he bit hard on the political political part after being tossed in the verbal war, essentially. Yeah, he was tugged to and fro, no doubt. Yep. So I, I, this comment, I, I want to make one more point about like the fallout if we okay. can, and then let's get to like fun stuff. Yeah, okay. So the, the last thing, uh, and we, this is what you don't necessarily wanna talk, but I wanna go ahead and get it out of the way, we can be done. Now come to the microphone, you can't roll away, Dave, just cause your chair has wheels, you can't leave. <laughs> oh, you're moping. 
I wish you guys could see it. Go look at the Facebook Live at timestamp about 44 minutes. Dave is moping and avoiding the mic. This is rare. Anyway, so the one thing that I think is the biggest fallout because it has a much... <laughs> You're going to be a toy coming. now. <laughs> you can't say that to yourself. Well, I guess you can. Woody used to do that. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I think is the biggest shame of all of this, and you may or may not agree with me. I don't think you do is that many, many, many of the people who were saying sheep, calling foul on masks, actively avoiding things, and being very loud about it. And, and, and this is my experience down here, and I know yours might be different, Dave, so mileage may vary. But a lot of those people were either in leadership positions or heavily involved in, and very loud about their involvement with the church. And I think that you sent me an article about Kevin Max and how he's an ex-evangelical now. And I read another article that I sent to you about how that's a new thing, that people are leaving the church and saying that I don't like going to church. What? 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 You said, you said K-Max was talking about a new thing? Yeah. Oh, geez, Louise. You know, he's doing it. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> God is doing a new thing. <laughs> you got to get that out of your system. I totally understand. Um, by the way, K Max was the one-time lead singer of DC yes, Talk. Thank you. And so I think that one of the true things that 2020 is going to leave behind with this pandemic and otherwise more than anything else is a reckoning within the church of that very thing that several churches, and I'll try not to paint with too broad a brush, Dave, but several churches came out in the pulpit in support of Trump and said that he was God's man and nothing else would do. The virus was a hoax. We don't need masks. This was sent by the devil for one world government, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I've heard that a lot down here. And there are a lot of people who are new Christians who are coming in with, I won't say their own preconceived notions about those types of things, because we have to have an open mind to God's word when it speaks to us. But God's word didn't speak on any of those things directly. And so I think there's a reckoning coming within the church of people who are just tired of this. I, I know our, me and Blair, and then one other family we know, um, have been called sheep. And there were efforts in the church that we used to go to, to call people right when the pandemic started and they shut everything down. There was a big drive to reach out to people and make sure they're okay. And a few of the families that I know that are not, we wear masks, we got vaccinated. We think this should be taken seriously. We didn't get a phone call. Hmm. And there have been other things we were not included in since then. And I don't know for a fact that that's why one can only assume. And that inference is probably not true, but at the same time, you use the data you, you have provided. And so I think there's a reckoning coming within the church that we're going to have to deal with having gotten so political about this rather than making it whatever I can do for my neighbor, it turned into, I have to defend Trump or I have to pretend this is a hoax at all costs. Yep. I think that's going to be one of the biggest fallouts. You, I, will we wear masks forever is a temporal thing. It's, it's, it's a time-based thing, right? It's not going to be forever. Will we ever shake hands again? Yes, we will. Will we ever have full stadiums again? Sure. We'll talk, but this is, but, you know, we'll talk it in a few minutes, but this is eternal. And we have to, anybody within the sound of my voice that has any faith in their body towards any type of religion, 
if you or anyone around you is saying anything about this, calling people names, judging them, anything, you have to stop it one way or the other. If they're calling them sheep because they wear a mask or calling them sheep because they don't, you have to be the one to make it stop. Your dad just posted a Bible verse and before he, I looked it up right after he, as he's typing it, Proverbs 18, two, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And, and unfortunately that has become social media. Yeah. And it's bled over. And that's my point. It's bled over into other aspects <clears throat> of our life. We've become so used to being able to share things anonymously that we don't realize that it hurts people. It makes them feel alienated. It makes them feel isolated. And the last place that anybody on God's green earth should ever feel isolated is in the church. Yep. I, so I, I, I basically, I want to close it by see something, say something. <laughs> we have to, you have to be the voice that calls it out and says, we have to stop. If you yep, see it. Agreed. Uh, you asked me before we started and you wanted a uh, you know, you wanted approval to talk about this when I was, <laughs> you said, all right. I said, yeah, people are talking about it. He said, all right, give me a, a big name person who is. The only name I can name is John Piper. And, and you and I are big Piper followers. Yeah. Um, if you're not a follower of John Piper, I get it. He's a Calvinist. Calvinists are very wishy-washy. He is a Calvinist. and he is no he's a, a, no, he's a Calvinist, but I don't follow him because of that side of it. We'll have that conversation on another episode, Dave. Yes. Um, <laughs> but... Um, John Piper from from the get go was talking about exactly what Adam's talking about. Yeah. And, and he was one that said, hey, this this needs to stop. So and let me tell you, I'll, I'll say this last thing, Dave, I promise I'm not getting on a soapbox for any longer. I have seen people that I've gone to church with for a decade here. Walk around a store with no mask on with a look on their face like I dare you to say something to me. Yep. That shouldn't be the face we put forward. Agreed. That shouldn't be the face we put forward. I'm not perfect. I'm not judging anybody for it. All I'm saying is let's just all be mindful. Mindfulness is going to be the key right now. Yep. Jeffrey, you know, I think Jeffrey had an experience like I did. Uh, Jeffrey says, sorry, you went through that, Adam. I'm glad that the church I attend did not do that. A friend's church did something similar to them, not for COVID reasons. It's hard yeah. to understand why. Yeah. I, I, I get it. It is. But uh, if you listen, well, if, if you're a longtime listener of Unrelated to Birth, at the very beginning of this pandemic, we had my pastor on, Paul Whaley. Yep. And, and Paul was wrestling with how do we as a church mentor and grow stronger during this time of, of drawing in? Absolutely. And, and honestly, and I'm not, Paul's a man. So it's going to sound like hero worship when I say this, but Paul and Summit did it the right way. We didn't have church for a, a while, and it sucked. I'm not going to lie. Home church is not fun, especially with two little kids. Yeah. But then we found a way to have open-air church at a at minor league stadium, which wasn't being used at the time. Masked up, everybody sang. We had a good time. And then once CDC guidelines said it might be okay, we went back to the building. Everybody masked up. Social distancing. And, you know, gr granted, once numbers started dwindling, masks came off, chairs started getting a little closer, but we're still a little distant. Sure. I, well, and that's the I, thing. I wish, I wish that everybody's church 
had done it the way mine did, and apparently Jeffrey's did. Yeah, and I'm, I, I will, I will echo Jeffrey's. I am sorry you went through that, Adam, and you know how much it's grieved me this last year. No, oh, I know, I know. But the, the the good thing is it's given us an opportunity to virtually church shop, right? Because everybody's streaming now, so you can get an idea at least of do I feel fed by the word here? You know that kind of stuff. You can kind of try it out. And we're in that kind of phase of life anyway. And it just, for me, what it showed me, there is one church that we found that they just got a building. We've been watching some of their sermons. They just got a building. And one of the things they said was the very first service we're going to have here is going to be mask mandatory. Not because we think that the pandemic is still on fire and that everyone should do that. It's not a statement of whether or not we believe it's necessary. That's a personal choice of your own calculated risk. The reason we're doing that is because we understand that there are people that still think that is necessary and that they feel more comfortable in that environment. And we want to offer a service where anyone that feels that way feels welcome in our house instead of judged for wearing a mask. Yep. And the rest of them are still mask optional. A lot of their, their staff still wear masks and things like that. But because they're around kids and kids aren't vaccinated, and that's kind of the reason they use. But we have to acknowledge in the church that there are some people we should not put up a barrier to anyone entering. And if we're judging masks, and I believe masks are right, you're really going to not make somebody feel welcome over that. Of That's all exact. things. Right. Anyway, I'm done now. Okay. I'm done. Yep. Let's, let's take off the hard topic and let's Please. get into See? Yeah. Smile. See? Yeah. Uh, we're going to say, okay, so now we can talk all the fun stuff. What can we do yes. now without masks and increase capacity? Nothing. I'm kidding. I'm playing. So <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> I'm, I, I told you I was going to play this. In your mind, what signals the end of the pandemic? Are you going to play something or you want me to answer that first? I want you to answer it first. In my mind, what signals the end? Um, I don't think there is a true end to COVID. I think what signals the end of the pandemic is a lack of another wave for several months. Okay. Because if, you know, we're down now in Florida, for example, we're still, you know, one of the highest states, but we're down to where we were before last summer. About the same time last year, this is where we were. If everybody starts coming around in the summer and people start traveling and Florida gets back up to six, seven, eight thousand cases a day, even with the vaccine in place, the pandemic, as far as Florida is concerned, is not over. Okay. But if we can manage it and keep it flat, even with travel and reopening, which is the way the numbers are going now then I think that we could call it over. It's going to be when the numbers don't, when we don't ride this roller coaster, every time people leave their house to go somewhere else, I think that's when we can say that it's nearing an end. Okay. You went from a, from a total, total pandemic standpoint. I'm talking like total pandemic. Right. So. You went with a, an Adam answer. Here's I did go with an Adam answer. What is the moment you're waiting for to know that the pandemic is over? For those that don't know, that's fireworks back at Disney. Yeah, once, it's happily ever once, after. Yeah, once we hear that opening phrase of happily ever after, seeing the castle lit up in, in its glory of, of uh, mapping, the pandemic will be over. Sure. So that's one of the big things that's changed since the last time we talked um, is theme parks. Yeah. And the mask yeah. mandates being gone for outdoor areas. You don't have to wear masks outside. 
you do have to wear masks still in queues and on rides and mm-hmm. sitting in in a a theater. I do I, I do think that goes away soon, just because CDC guidelines are starting to ramp that way up. Mm-hmm. But I think you're going to have to increase capacity first, and then that goes away. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about increasing capacity will be will people actually take the jobs that are required from a worker standpoint to increase capacity. Well, I mean, if Universal or Disney or anybody else can't get people to take the job, you can't increase capacity. <laughs> you're going to go stand out in the heat? I have do. people yell at you all day? <laughs> well, last you... time, I'd say last time we went to Universal, there was a guy standing there and they've got these, um, they're basically their guest relations cast members over at Universal. And he has the microphone with a little speaker on his hip and he's telling everybody, hello, welcome. You know, he's calling people out. Please pull your mask over your nose. And he said this to this lady. She was probably in her 60s. And she turns to him and goes, do you know how hard it is to breathe in this thing? And just keeps going. And I'm sitting there thinking, lady, this guy's standing out in the 90 degree heat in Florida right? wearing a thicker mask than you're wearing. And you're going to complain <laughs> to him. <laughs> you know, at least so like, you get to go over to the U-Rest area over there and take it off and drink a Coke. You know, did you go this but, weekend? We did not go this weekend. We went the weekend okay. before. I was going to say, I saw a picture of y'all with a mask on at Universal, and I was about to text you. Yeah, it was two like, weeks ago. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It was Josh and Taylor. They yes. were at Universal, and they had a mask they on were, outside. Yeah, they were there today. I about shot Josh a text and said, hey, what's with the mask, dude? But, <laughs> but there no, we, haven't been, we haven't been since they've changed the rules, but it makes me want to go back, though, because I'm, I'm cool with outdoor areas. There's enough air movement, and you're spaced far enough apart that type of thing. I think outdoor areas is okay. Um, I'm not there yet indoors, so I'm glad that they're kind of keeping yeah. that for now. So. so fireworks and parades. The only problem with bringing those back sooner than later is that both of those things have people crowded next to each other while viewing. Yep. Contradictory to the mass policy, but I do hope they come back soon. Yeah, parades are a sticky one too because not only are people crowded together, but they're crowded together two or three deep on a very narrow part of Main Street, USA. You know, you don't yeah. have a lot of room. Um, so yeah, I'm okay with the cavalcades being a thing, staying a thing. Yeah. I'm also okay with meet and greets coming back now though. Yeah. I I've always been okay with meet and greets of the face characters. They're wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. You want double safe, put them in a mask behind the mask. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't well, talk and- anyway. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, you got that. So theme parks are doing that. You, I think the Braves Stadium, at least, I've seen is going 100%. back to f- full capacity. And places were saying they were already going to do that. And I think if you do that and you look locally, because ultimately uh, any measure of whether something is over is not at a nationwide level. It's it's regional. Right. You know, and if you can go up there to Cobb County and have your thing opened up 100% and all the suburbs of Atlanta converge and then disperse and you don't see a spike, good on you. You know, exactly. I mean, it's a decision. It's a calculated risk. All of those people made. And if the numbers look like it can be done, it can be done. But I do. I honestly do think we're at a point um, overall where enough people have been vaccinated that the numbers are so underreported because we didn't have testing when this really started. That um, I think we're probably closer to herd immunity than we think we are. And that's why this stuff is coming back. Yeah, I agree. So I agree with you. Uh, Carrie says, opening day of Trash Pandas, I wore my mask the entire time. Sunday's 13-inning Slugfest, I kept it off, other than in the bathrooms. Felt perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to, I don't know how it's Huntsville, if you're going to a Trash Pandas game, is it packed to the gills? Or can you space out pretty well? 
So the last game, so the game I went to on Saturday was a full capacity, 7,200 people. Okay. Uh, it's been sold out every night since, I mean, Huntsville was starving for baseball. Sure. And, and we got it back, thank goodness. Uh, um, so let's get into it. Uh, Carrie gave us a call, and we, 100% of the time we get a call on the uh, birth line, we play it. So, uh, Adam, technical IT guy. <laughs> Let me play this on my phone into the microphone. That's how advanced we are. Here we go. Hey, guys. Terry here. I know the topic is the old normal versus the new normal or the mix and match of both, whatever. Anywho, um, just kind of give my, my take on it. So um, as far as the old normal, I like the idea that we will get away from masks. I think the vaccination numbers have definitely helped with uh, being able to get back to that. And uh, I'm happy that Things are turning in a direction. Uh, keep this short. The biggest thing from the new normal uh, and the old normal that I hope sticks that we've we've been doing now is um, we got to quit handshakes. Like I, that's got to go. Like let's let's leave those off the table. We go with the fist bump. I like the fist bump, but no more handshakes. I'm I'm I've already completely forgot how to do it. Uh, won't do it again. Um, if it's awkward for the other person, sorry. But, uh, yeah, this bumps from now on, keeping the handshakes to a minimum. Um, and hopefully it's taught unhygienic people, you know, that washing your hands can be a good thing because I still feel like people walk out of the bathroom after using it. I uh, saw it multiple times at the Trash Pandas games this last week. Uh, just get done using the bathroom, walk right out. And it's utterly disgusting and uh, you would have thought this would have helped curb that, but here we are. So hopefully uh, people that did learn will continue to do it. Anyway, uh, keep up the great work, guys, and uh, enjoying the show. Thanks. I yeah. agree. I, I'm 100% on board with no more handshakes. Look, Huntsville just got his baseball team back, and, and I'm reminded of two great players that played in Huntsville in the 80s when we were the Stars, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. I say we don't do handshakes. I say we don't do the fist bump. I say we bring back the arm bash. You know, the Bash Brothers, when they, sure. they hit a home run, they, they I say we do like that it. instead yep. of the fist bump or the handshake. Well, the handshake thing's weird anyway because your grip is supposed to determine how much of a man you are. It's just a whole weird thing. The well, worst. What's the worst handshake you ever received from somebody? The limp wrist. Do you have a specific hand- one that stands out to you, though? Oh, yeah. Hands down. It's, who it's, was it? Who was it? Do you remember I, it's who my, was? Yeah, it's my cousin because he does it to he because he he knows it annoys me. Every time he goes in to shake my hand, he'll give me his limp wrist. <laughs> it's like, like a jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Bill, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. My my worst handshake I ever received was David Cutcliffe when he was really? the, when he was the coach at Ole Miss. He spoke one time at uh, Dubs Dread here in Orlando for an Ole Miss alumni thing that Blair took me to. Or I took Blair to, I guess I should say, because I didn't want to go. But anyway, it was good food. You um, are an Ole Miss Brad. Well, I wasn't then, though. I was taking one for the team. But, um, but his handshake was not only was he the kind of, you know, like this. His hands were so soft. Oh. Like silky soft. And it's like, I'm glad you moisturized, dude, but you got to grip then. You know, it can't be the whole package. <laughs> Right. You got to pick one. But my fa- my least favorite thing about handshakes other than the germs is when you either when you don't get a chance to go in far enough 
and the person ends up shaking your fingertips like that. The whole thing just is stupid, man. The whole reason it existed was to show that you didn't have a knife in your right hand in the medieval times. Let's just stop it. Stop it. I say say we either do the Bash Brothers thing, the fist bump, or we do the, hey, I hadn't seen you in a long time, buddy. Come here. Hug. Bang. Just bring it all the way in. Bring it all in. You know what? If you're shaking hands, you might as well be hugging. I mean, that's what we've learned from all of this, right? I mean. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers (laughs) got a hug. Right. Um, so the handshake is something we can say, go away, please. What else from pre COVID times can we say, go away and never come back? How about, how about the meeting that should have just been an email? Yes. I, I hear no, no, no upset about that one. Yeah. I think you're going to see, particularly in the tech world, I know Google kind of came back and said they weren't going to do this, but I think you're going to see it more of a premium than before this working from home thing. I think that's going to be a thing that a lot of folks that don't have to do it, it's not going to be something necessarily that companies will offer, but I think they'll have a lot more where they ask the person, what is your preference? And in certain rules, they'll allow it where they may not have before, you know? Yeah. And that's what Vance said, working from the office. I'll be honest with you. Half of me likes to work in my office because I don't know if y'all f- figured this out about me, but I'm a social person. Um, and, uh, and, and I like talking to people. And, and it's very hard for me to be father, husband, employee, nerd, because let's face it, I'm in my nerd office right now. You're distracted. That's the problem. Oh, it, it is. I, I, I'm trying to go five <laughs> different ways at once. Yeah. And, and my ADHD self can't handle it. Yeah. So in the office, I at least am streamlined and focused to maybe one or two things at once. Uh, but I do not want to go. To, Boeing has talked about doing two on, two off, or two on, three off. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I work from home Monday and Wednesday, and then always Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the person that shares the cubicle with me, Thursday, Tuesday, whatever. I don't want that because I have two monitors, my laptop, my mouse, my everything. Are you going to give me four monitors now at Boeing? And and are you really going to eat lunch at a desk that somebody else is eating lunch at two days a week? Are you going to sit in the chair they sit in two days a week? Ooh, that just, yeah. oh, I can't, I can't even. Mm-mm. Well, for you, it's going to be standing because, you know, you have a standing desk. That I do. I'm standing <laughs> right now if you couldn't tell. Yeah. I'm burning calories said, as we talk. Your dad says, say goodbye to the candy dish. on the Yeah, bed. that's going to be hard. But, but I'll say it again. 1918, 1919 pandemic. Buffets were invented after that or became popular after that. There right. will be a time when we go back and say, you know what? Okay, fine. I'm going to go to Golden Corral. No, there will no, be a time. I will never. <laughs> I will never say. Come on, Dave. They love you and they need you. Come on. No. No. <laughs> My waistline <laughs> does not love me or need me to go back oh, to Golden that's Corral. That's funny. That's funny. Honestly, I, so let's get to things that I think should stay. Sure. Two things at Disney and one that's going away and I don't like it. The plexiglass in the lines in some of the rides, let's keep it. Like, at, well, so, um, so can I ask why? I, you, you mentioned that the other day. Like, like what specific reason do you like that for i am not that was a, a weird fan. sentence what do you yeah. like that for 
What do you like it for? Mm. <laughs> I am not a fan of. I, I say this because Ellie does it all the time, and I'm, I'm I get onto her. But swinging on the on the, um, yeah, on the ropes, and then you're kicking the person next to you, and if, if and if you've got that plexiglass there, you can't swing on it because you can't hold it, and you don't have people leaning on the the rail and then getting into your bubble because you're trying to lean on the rail. Yeah. And it, it just gives you a, a definite corridor. When you're, when you're walking down and you have your hand and you're sliding your hand down the rail and the other person and is you doing hit butt pants. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. the worst. I promise I wasn't trying to touch you. Ah, stop it. Don't touch right. me. So oh. <laughs> I'm okay. The only place I don't want plexiglass is the uh, boat ride in Mexico because I, that was so claustrophobic. Yeah, and probably hot too, because that would just destroy any airflow in that little tiny area that's yeah. down from everything else, yeah. Yep. Well, can I, can I say something about buffets? I have had the idea, and Blair's gonna laugh, I've had the idea for years of a restaurant that's basically all you can eat. They give you a list, right? Instead of going up to serve yourself, you like, do this little thing somehow touch screen now these days, I guess. And a train, like a literal model train delivers what you ordered to your table. No server, no buffet. And it's in a little thing. It's like a, like a, like a hot pot, like the place Josh and Taylor went the other day, that hot pot restaurant yeah, where the yeah. food goes around on a conveyor, same thing. But instead of just going around in circles, it comes out to you as you've ordered it. Then so, you don't have to worry about sneeze guards, yeah. You know, and it doesn't unlock until it gets to your table. It's like now arriving at table 52, macaroni and cheese, choo-choo, you know, yeah. come on. Pants right there. You're talking about hot pot. Yeah, but no, not just, not just making circles like NASCAR. Like it comes out just for you, you know? He also says buffets are back in Florida. Yeah, that's, that's great, but. So I, here, here is my other thing. sitting out there catching all of the air that blows across it. I right. mean, it just. What's <laughs> currently happening at Golden Corral? I don't know because I'll never go back to it. <laughs> Um, so Jeffrey makes, asks a good question. This is the other thing I want to stay in post pandemic times. So what does that mean for crystal palace and Tusker house and chef mm. Mickey's and blah, 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 blah. It's family style. Now. See, I, I love that. I love that. It's all you can eat family style. I would prefer that anyway. So it's wilderness lodge, whispering Canyon, right? Yeah. That type of thing. Because now you don't have to time going to get your food with the characters coming around. Yes. Yeah. Your characters there. are coming around and your food's right here. Well, you but, don't have to say, holy crap, let me run back. Mickey's almost at my table. See, but, but Carrie says that that's how some sushi restaurants are. It comes around on a little boat. The problem with that is some. It should be all. I would love to eat at a restaurant where a little vehicle transportation of some sort delivers my food to my table. So, so even though so, I need to find one of these sushi places down here that has so like, a boat. Like, like the hotel we stayed at last year for Halloween Horror Nights that had that little robot, or two years ago. No, but, it didn't, but while you were asleep, I, I ordered shampoo. <laughs> I was so disappointed. You were asleep, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try the robot. And I ordered shampoo and soap. And a dude knocks on the door. I'm like, what, is the robot asleep? <laughs> I was Did so you disappointed. Say that? You no, that. no, I was like half awake, but it was like, man, I wanted the little hello, I am here, and it pops open, you know. But no, I got a dude. Yeah, Carrie said he didn't hate the family style at Epcot that day. It's the wave you, of the future. I you know it. who did hate the family style at Epcot that day? Listen to the po the podcast where Carrie and Eric was on, <laughs> on the show. We were doing our uh, our Disney review. Uh, <laughs> That's a good plug. I like that. Good job. There you go. Uh, Carly says in in Japan. 
in Japan, that's how sushi places work. But there's, there's a problem with that sentence. It says in Japan. It in should Japan. be here. I like sushi. I like little boats. I want one of these places here. It should be the way we do things from now on. Do you like sushi or do you like uh, like nigiri and sashimi and all that? I like sushi. I, I love a, a, I've gotten into California rolls because um, certain people have, and they'll know who they are, have scared me off of eating raw fish. But I like salmon nigiri. I like a Philly roll with salmon and cream cheese. And the place down here down the road has a hot Philly roll where they'll mm. make the Philly roll with salmon, cream cheese, rice, and the seaweed. And then they'll dip it in, um, in um, what do you call it? Um, whatever the Japanese batter is. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, tempura. 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 They'll dip it in tempura batter and then they fry it. Mm. So it cooks the salmon and then it's fried. And I'm like, that is perfect. Carly also says in Japan they do a lot of distance between people before USA. Then, then let's just start. Let, we're going to start bowing. We have boats with sushi, and we keep some kind of distance. I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with that, all day long. I mean, I like what they do too. There, there's a thing that you do with um, when the folks from Tokyo come over and we do meetings with them. When you take your business card, you present it to them. You hold it out and you you bow and you present your business card to them, and they take it from you and actually read it. And then thank you, and then go back to their seat. So that very that is, respectful. That type of stuff, sushi boats and business cards and social distancing. That, that is for. something I have learned from other cultures, and actually from my dad, who who was in the. Why are you not silencing your phone when you do a podcast, Adam? Um, I didn't even hear it. I heard it. Oh, that was my iPad. That was my iPad. Sorry. Okay. But one thing I have learned is when someone hands you a business card, you don't have to bow. You don't have to say thank you. Blah 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 blah. Instead of taking it and just put it in your pocket or put it in your wallet, take it, look at it, look at study it. it for a second, and say, cool, thanks, here's mine. You know. And I'm going to say this tongue-in-cheek. Unless you work for Disney and you're at a trade show where everybody's like, would you, you want my card? You want my, will you please? Yeah. <laughs> if you did yeah, that, you'd spend the whole day being like, oh, thank you, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie says, Japan also does wrestling better. I agree. I agree with that. It's an actual sport over there. I, yeah. yeah, not sumo I mean, that's, wrestling. But... Yeah, sumo wrestling. That's what I'm talking about. Is no, there I'm another kind about, of wrestling? Yes, like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey says, do business cards on sushi boats. I love it. I love it. All right. So in your perfect world, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Mask or no mask right now? We're both vaccinated. Your family's vaccinated. Mask or no mask? I still want to see a published study. And if anybody's got one, send me the link. But when I read the CDC, excuse me, when I read the CDC articles and they say things like a growing body of evidence and recent studies or things like that, I want to see it. So I'm still masking public, even though I know I don't have to, because I feel like there, I agree with some celebrity. I can't remember who it was said that they still wear one because in New York where they live, they still get side eye from people when they don't. So part of it for me is like, I'm not quite comfortable doing that yet socially, <laughs> right? But at the same time, I, I feel like I have to set an example that it is still needed for some people. Because we talked this the other day, you know, the people who aren't supposed to, the people who are supposed to wear masks right now are the ones who weren't wearing masks the whole time and probably aren't going to get vaccinated, right? Those are the people who should be, but they're not. So if we all take our masks off, nobody's going to. So I feel like I have to in some way set an example that they're still required for some people. I don't know. It's weird. 
don't know. If it I doesn't have... hurt me at the grocery store. It, let me say this and then I'll close it up. At the grocery store, it doesn't hurt me one bit. Now, if I'm at Universal and I'm outside, I'm not wearing it. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. If I'm in a baseball game and I'm outside, I'm not wearing it. But if I get close to the concession stand, I might put it on. Yeah. If I'm in the bathroom, I'm probably going to put it on. You know? So that's, that's the way I'm looking at it. I'm not going to wear it. And, and because I was told I don't have to. Yeah. But it'll be in my pocket. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm talking to someone who, who has a mask on, and looks a little uncomfortable, the fact that I'm, I'm not wearing one, mm-hmm. it's coming out of my pocket and I'm putting it on. Sure. I'm not going to put someone else. It, this, is a, this is talking about food, but you know, Paul, I think it was in the Corinthian, in his letter to the Corinthians. I can't remember where it is, but he says, if it, if it That's makes That's in the Bible. A, thank you. But if it makes a, a, a brother stumble because you're eating food that was offered to idols, it's not a sin. But if it makes a brother stumble, then it becomes a sin. Sure. So therefore, if I'm around somebody that I know that would make that he calls them lesser in the faith. But if if that makes that person lesser in the faith stumble, then therefore you have sinned. Sure. Well, I mean, I think it depends on the context, too, because to be honest with you, I mean, let's let's talk about masks on the real right. Masks were never intended to keep me from getting sick. They were intended to keep me from spreading it to you. So if you're in an environment where nobody's wearing one and you're fully vaccinated, <coughs> SA as I cough, honestly, that mask was never going to keep you from getting it anyway in that environment. The vaccine is what's going to keep you from getting it. The mask is what kept you from giving it to other people. So if they show me a study that says I'm 100%, 99, 95% not going to give it to somebody unknowingly, I'll probably consider taking it off. But until I can see that, I don't want to give it to somebody. But if nobody else around me is wearing one, I honestly might as well not either, technically, because the mask was never intended to protect me. It was intended to protect you. Yep. So it's can probably going to be a little situational too. Can I call you what I've already called you on text before? You say, oh, show boy. me this, doubting Thomas. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I won't believe it till I see the hands I, I have, and the nail marks in his hands. I have much more faith in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ than I do in the CDC and data, man. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> totally get it. Totally understand. All right. We got one more thing to play before we wrap this show up. Adam, what is our Virgil asking the question of the week? This is it right here. The country of India, the Indonesia, officially... The Republic of Indonesia is a country in Southwest Asia and Oceania between the Indian and Pacific Oceans. It consists of more than 17,000 islands, including Sumatra, Java, Sulawesi, and parts of Borneo and New Guinea. There is an active volcano that has a very spectacular event that happens at night every time it erupts. The volcano's name is Kawa Engine. My question is a two-part question. One, what is this spectacular event? And number two, what causes the event? All right, I have to share this. So if you're not watching, I'm going to answer the question as I'm sharing this, but little benefit for all the folks watching live, you're actually going to get to see this. So that volcano burns blue at night. And I'm going to, let me start the video. It burns blue at night and it burns blue because of sulfur gas that's in the immediate vicinity of the lava. That's cool. And that was super cool. I had no idea that even existed. That's cool. 
So if you're willing to get close to lava, you can see something really neat in Indonesia. Which, by the way, all of those islands have excellent coffee that he mentioned. Really? Excellent coffee. You'll be proud of me. So yeah. I have gotten to where I, I instead of buying K-Cups, I just bought one of those little purple things that I can put coffee in. Mm-hmm. I felt like a Canadian today. Oh, did you have the Tim Hortons? I had a Timmy Ho. Ah, wasn't it good? I, it's good. Uh-oh. It, wait, wait. That seems, that seems like an, a middling no. it's good. It's good. It's slap your mama, hit you in the face coffee. <laughs> but it's, the it's only, good. It's the only thing unapologetic about Canada is their coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and apparently, and, and if, if Brad is still watching or, or listening, my, aunt, my uncle is Canadian. And I, I don't talk to him that much, but my aunt commented on my picture that I, I said to, to Brad this morning. And apparently, I, I am missing something called Don Air. Don Air. Isn't um, that a brand of like hair dryer? It, it is, but I was told that it's similar to a gyro, but instead of tzatziki sauce, it's a sweet garlicky white sauce. Hmm. And and all I can say is yes, please, because that sounds amazing. Yeah. So here's the recipe. Ground beef, black pepper, onion powder, garlic powder, salt, paprika, cayenne pepper, oregano, evaporated milk, sugar, white vinegar to make the sauce, I guess. That sounds so good. Hmm. And Brad saying, did I sing O Canada while I drank it? I, all, the only part of O Canada I know is O Canada, our home and native land. True. That's all I know. (laughs) So how many Patreon are we at now, Dave? Uh, Not enough. If we get two more, Dave will sing O Canada. After we get two more in its entirety, every verse. There's like... 20 verses, isn't it? So tell all your Canadian friends. Eh? <laughs> I'm looking it up here. How many verses? Let's see. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Oh, no, that's not that long. Okay. I will do this. If we yes. get three more, I'll sing it in English. And I will try to learn French. Uh, très bien, très bien. I love so, it. We, 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 <laughs> we will sing. We, we, no, there ain't no we involved in this. <laughs> There's me singing. And dad gummit, my Mountain Dew is hitting me. I knew it, man. Made it, <laughs> at least you made it an hour and 22 minutes. Vamp for a moment. Vamp for a moment. We could have just wrapped the show, but instead we're going to listen to my sultry dulcet tones. Um, I don't know what to vamp about. We talk about coffee. Hmm. My dad asked a question if Sulawesi has a dark roast. And I was looking that up because I believe I tried Starbucks Sulawesi coffee. One second, please. And there are very, oh, there's some called Volcanica. I wonder if they come from that volcano area. So now we're going to have to try that coffee. All right. What else we got in questions? Jeffrey Martin says, so now we'd be paying Dave to sing. You'd be paying Dave to sing something in French that he doesn't normally even want to sing. So I think that's worth it. It might actually be worth it. And 
then Gary says that I should have said Andy's coming when he got up. Man, I missed an opportunity. And then Patreon thinks you're a new sub because you had to change the credit card number. That counts as one. Yes, that counts as one. That is a new Patreon. So we only need two more for Dave to sing in um, English and French. Oh, Canada. So do that. And my mom says, talk about our grandchildren. They are asleep, thankfully. They only have one week of school left. It's hard to believe they're going to be a sixth grader and a second grader next year. It's hard to believe. We are coasting into the last part of school. How about you guys? Uh, so Harper is out of school. Today was her last day. And I think Ellie's last day, let's see, they're doing the alphabet. Today was you. So I think we've only got like four days Today left. Today was what? Me? You. The letter v, U. V-W-X-Y-Z. Five. Yeah, so five days. Okay. Yeah. So five days left. So, so we all Wednesday, agree that you have to sing in French. By the well, way. If, if we get more patrons. We already have one because Vance is using a new credit card number. So now Patreon thinks he's a new sub. So that's one. So, so let's go look at the count. Does the count say we have one more? I've never logged in. You go look at the count. You're the social right, media I'll, guy. That, well, I just I'll, count I'll, the money I'll, when it comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy to do. <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20. Done! <laughs> well, that's also not counting your, your parents who, who do it that the, the old-fashioned way. That is true. And we have been counting them in the numbers. So don't think that, that they haven't been counting in the numbers. I have been counting I feel them like we're numbers. on a Jerry Lewis telethon. What does the board say, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, uh, anyway. lazy. Sorry. So let's end the show. Adam... If they want to call in like Carrie did earlier tonight, what what do they do? Uh, could we have wrapped it before your Mountain Dew hit? No. Can we try to make that a goal? No. Would that be good? No? Okay. All right. So was, if you want to get in I touch with the show. I was turning the color of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that's bad. <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with the show, you saw we played two of the voicemails we got tonight. 650-UAB-SHOW. Spell it out on your keypad. You'll hear a quick message from us, followed by a... Thank you, Dave. That's a nice beat. That was a nice, just succinct to the point. I like it. So 650-UAB-SHOW, leave us a voicemail. We will play it on the show. We'll discuss it. If you've got a question, a hot take, trivia, anything you want to share, hopefully we get that many beeps because that'll mean we have four or five messages to play on the show, which would be fantastic. I would love to have a whole show of nothing but messages. That would be a fun At show. At some point. That would be awesome. So 650-UAB-SHOW, or you can interact with us on the socials. Dave, how do they do that? So you can interact with me. I am at dadams419 on both Instagram and Twitter. Adam sometimes interacts on Twitter. I, I hadn't seen him tweet in a long time. The last time I saw him tweet was when he got into a, an argument with a UCF fan. Uh, that was at, at Runtide Run. Uh, he is also Runtide Run on Twitter and Instagram. The show, at Not Related Bros on Twitter, at Unrelated Birth on Instagram. And like we said earlier, patreon.com backslash Unrelated Birth. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash unrelated at birth. Also join our listener group, unrelated at birth listener group. We have a lot of fun, especially with our fun Friday memes. Um, I'm running out of pick threes. Actually, I've got a good one for this week. <laughs> but beyond that, I need y'all to post more in your personal Facebooks so I can steal them from you and post them on Friday in unrelated at birth. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, but guys, I am truly blown away by this community we've created. And I say community because 
I'm just going to say it. Uh, I, I'm going to probably embarrass TJ. Uh, TJ is not a guy that listens to us live uh, or watches us live because he, he's got kids. Um, but he interacts a lot with us on Facebook and he, he listens to us. Um, he sent me a, a, a funny picture that happened to him last week. said, hey, so, so tonight is my daughter's pseudo prom. I'm letting her take my car instead of the, the third car. Uh, she said her friend that drive her friends um, like that she drives it because the car has all the buttons. <laughs> His first reaction was, "Her friend is Dave." <laughs> sends, sends me a picture nice. of the of the the, uh, the car, and oh my gosh, I'd push all the buttons. Uh, but then he he comes back and says, "Dude, I just want to say thank you for being a great guy." While you've never actually met me, it's awesome that you don't get hung up at the joking around at, uh, that I do. Sometimes, and I put mostly, at your personal expense on the Facebook pages. You just seem like a fun guy. And, and it's interactions in the community like that that we've created and that, that you have helped us create, not just us. That, that we have created this fun little community that, that we can goof around. And even though I, I've probably never met half of the people on there, personally interacting with you daily is is awesome if you've got friends that you think would enjoy that kind of community invite them to the group uh we don't want it to be just this small thing that we never expand because it's fun but let other people have some fun too um but I, I, we say it every week we do truly mean it and, and I, andy's I, coming I hate you. Okay. Um, we say it every week and we do truly mean it. I, I, I do enjoy that, that y'all spend time with us every week. And Vance said, there's a reason most jokes are made in Dave's direction. I get it. I'm easy to joke on, but I, I take it well. And that's, that's, if you can't make fun of your own self, if you can't laugh at yourself, what's the point? Life's too short. Uh, but guys, we love Andy's you. And coming. I'm not doing it anymore. I hate you. Um, we, we love you. We, we say it every We do truly mean it. And, and I, I will say this. If I'm not going to do Andy's coming. I, I, I will say this. If, if, if this is truly the end of the pandemic and people are still holding on to the mask, you do you. Let that person do them. If they're not hurting you, let them by. And I'm saying this to both sides. Not just the anti-mass, anti-vax. I'm also saying this to the, the anti-right, alt-left, whatever you want to call them. I'm saying this to, to both sides. Both sides. Be purple. Guys, we love y'all. Adam, take them home. Yeah, guys, thank you again for giving us some time out of your week to, uh, to listen, or every two weeks now, whatever, to listen. And um, <clears throat> just be kind to one another out there. Um, live with a state of grace at all times with other folks because um, we, we have too much going on in the world right now to be divided over anything silly. So just um, be kind to one another. Stay safe out there. And we'll holler at you again in two weeks. <laughs>